Every time we come into a stadium, it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We're coming here to fight every week. Let's go, boss. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who knows? We are back in. It's a throwback Thursday edition of the program. 303-831-1340 is the hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for rolling with us. We'll catch up with a couple of texts here in a little bit. If you want to join the conversation, you know you can do so. Uh, Zach, man, he's good. He's young and talented. He's got it going, man. He's, he's, he's one of the good guys. We're lucky to have him. High Sports is lucky to have him. Let me see. Um, I, can't, I can't. How does this work here? So it's a Lego head guy stuck inside of this little thing. How do I get it out? Let's. I, I can't. I can't get it. I can't get it. I need like a tool. I'm sorry. Here. Love you. Okay. Um. Instead. Uh, what was I saying here? Oh, Gobert. I want to say, let's do the same NBA stuff I had planned. Okay. Gobert saw him in the new Timberwolves uniform. Said he's here to win a championship. I don't think so, okay? Um, bold move, you know, Cotton, but I just don't see that kind of happening. Looks kind of funny in the Timberwolves uniform. Um, I see them win, you know, 47 or 48 games, getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs, making a trade here, uh, you know, trading D'Angelo Russell, thinking that that might work. And, you know, the, the, the X factor there is Anthony Edwards. If I'm wrong about something that I'm saying here, it's that Anthony Edwards ascends into superstardom because I think he's already a borderline star player. Really, really, really good type of player. You know, he hasn't passed like Jamal yet. He hasn't passed like uh, Donovan Mitchell yet. I'm trying to think of guys who might be kind of cut from the same kind of mold or cloth. Uh, but he has a chance too, a number one overall. Okay, all the ability in the world, and had a ton, a ton of big games for the, for um, the Timberwolves last season. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, saw this Zion stuff. Says he's wants to prove I'm a winner. Um, okay. What do you think about Zion right now as a player? And here's, you know, for me personally, Zion, um, when his stock debuted, after it went public, it, you know, debuted at um, a $100 stock right off the bat. Okay. There was no get him at 40 and he ran up to 100. He was a phenom instantly and all the clout in the world, LeBron esque in terms of the, you know, level of prospect and kind of pandemonium and fandom around the guy. Okay. I think Zion is a 60 dollar stock now. But I actually really think there's just because of the clout and because of like the fame still, and because so so many people, Danny Bailey, are so highly invested in this guy's rookie cards. Great, a gem mint tens. I mean, like, there's literally millions of people who have got big investments in this guy. In this guy, this guy matters for a lot of people more than LeBron mattered because you can't go buy LeBron autographs and rookies now. They're way too expensive. And you know, the baseball card game was different back then with LeBron. Grading was hardly a thing back then. It was just different. 
So people are so invested on Zion. It's weird. They're like financially, literally invested in the guy. Lots of guys I know are, you know, are all tied up in expensive Zion um, rookie cards that were once thousand dollar cards that are now four and five hundred dollar cards. Very similar to where I'm telling you, like his stock price in my mind and in my, you know, this fake, you know, stock value I'm giving a guy or you know that I'll kind of do for a comp. Um, I really honestly think the value of the guy's stock is worth about forty five bucks. It's inflated to 65 bucks because so many people are kind of holding and so many people are needing it and desperate for it and still trying to kind of talk and convince themselves as though this guy's going to be a superstar. To be young and not to be able to get on the floor like that is Greg Odin-esque. Okay? This guy is... They said he was 300 pounds. A lot of good food in New Orleans. There is a lot of good food in New Orleans. And do you know what? Some guys, you know, uh, Larry Johnson, who I thought was the real comp on Zion. That's the real comp, okay? Hit the league by storm, was just ferocious. Dunker, grandmama, the whole thing. Had two bad knees or a bad knee. Came back and had to develop like an elbow jumper and became a different player with the Knicks. That Larry Johnson was a different player, a still a good player, but hardly a superstar. That is who and what Zion is now and has become. It's just the truth. And I got nothing into Zion. You know, it's too risky of an investment for a guy I never really liked. I'm a sell high guy. You know what I collect? Money. I'm getting paper. You know, card, you know, uh, baseball cards. I mean, I got some incredible cash, stuff. Homie. I have some incredible comic books. I have stuff I do, but that's paper and cardboard. I really like Krugerrands. That's pure gold. That's what I really, really like. I really like $100 bills. So, you know, that's what I collect. That's what I'm kind of into. So, um, Zion, man, it's just it. That's, that's, I think that you'll, you, you'll won't hear that take on Zion because You'll hear, oh, he's a bust. He sucks. Yeah, he'll never make it. Yeah, he's too fat. He's a fatso. But like the, the this first guy to become, to have brought guys like me back into sports cards and guys like you into sports cards, the hobby, wanting to get a, a piece and a part of that guy because you're, you know, the Jordan documentary helped too. The not just Zion, but the industry, like the sports card industry. So that's it, man. That's a, that take is fired. You're not going to hear it anywhere else. Take that for data, guys. You know, put that in your, your pipe, Chuck Nasty, and smoke that. You feeling me? I don't know what Zion's going to be, but I'm buy low right now. I'd buy very, very low on Zion right now. And I'd probably myself wouldn't buy at all. Ooh. I like Zion. I like him, too. I love the smile. I like the story. He's like a country boy. Um, I lo I'm a Duke guy, you know? I, I always appreciated Duke. Oh, Duke and the Yankees. You're such a front runner. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Duke, back in my day, though, Christian Leitner is turning around and hitting game winners. And, you know, Grant Hill, that's 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 my era. Uh, but also, I don't know. I'm like I'm a real A's fan the most. They, that ain't, you know, nothing to be proud of. They got they put a good team together down there. 
in New Orleans. Brandon yeah. Ingram is a star. He showed it in the playoffs. He is he a star. He showed that he can emerge and be the guy. Uh, I love C.J. McCollum. Great, great piece for that they added. Great Steven fit. Adams. Um, they don't have Steven Adams. There. I meant uh, Jonas Valachunas. I meant Valachunas. Yeah, he's solid. They have a lot of good players, and the way that they competed against the Suns in the playoffs, they lost the series four yeah. two. They got hard. They still were hard. close. They were close in a lot of games. They won two of them. That's more than the Nuggets did against the Warriors, and the Suns were the number one seed. The Pelicans had to get through the play-in. Yeah. So I think that with Zion, this Pelicans team can be a little bit of a dangerous team in the West. We're seeing a lot of these kind of young up and coming teams in the West between them and the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves to a degree as well. But yeah, Zion has to, he has to be able to play. I don't think that the Greg Oden thing is totally fair. I mean, they're, they're both foot injuries, I guess, and they're both big guys, but Zion was on a whole other level than Greg Oden coming into the league. Um, and I think that Zion can still get there, but also I feel that his persona a little bit is not that. He's not the superstar guy. I don't know, man. I feel he, like he's, he's a twenty and ten. He's barely yeah. ever played ever, but he's like twenty three and well, twelve he's played every 85 night. Eighty five NBA games. He's been in the league for three years. He's played eighty five games. So, are you a buyer or are you a seller on Zion? I'm buying. I'm buying Zion because I believe that he's got at least five solid years of being an all-star oh in my him. God. Okay, wow. And I think that Damn. he can go out and make it happen, but he's got to want it. And it, it comes down to that so much in sports. And I hate to say that because I feel like it's a cliche, whichever team wants it more. Yeah. But that's at the end of the day, that's what it is. Tom Brady has wanted it more than anybody for 20 years. And that's why he's got the most Super Bowls. You got to want it more, and Zion's got to want to be in the best physical shape he can, and he's got to want to make the Pelicans something that they've never been, something they never were with Anthony Davis, something they never were with Chris Paul, and he can make it happen. Let's go to break. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Uh, Yeah, man, we just made Zion interesting there. Um, I, I think he's very, very special and very dynamic. I totally believe that, but... You know, injuries have cut short lots of guys who, you know, had a chance to be all-time greats. Tons. Tons of players. So, all right. Okay, yeah, a little De La Soul. Let's do that. Uh, back on the other side, it's Smiley Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. If you want my future, forget my past. If you want to get with me, better make it fast. Damn, the Spice Girls had it going bossa nova back in my day. I like Mel B. <laughs> who, was you, who, was, who was your favorite? Sporty Spice. Really? I don't even know. I, I don't she know. She was that. a lesbian. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of them. Well, I went to prom with a lesbian, so there you go. Let's be honest here. Tell me how it went. Uh, the, the dance was fun. The pictures were fire, and afterward, nothing happened. <laughs> she led the dances, and other than that, nothing happened. No, I led the dances. Okay. Okay. Did you know at the time she was a lesbian? No. No idea. Did you have the hair at the time? Because maybe she no, died. I was a buzz cut guy. Uh, back okay. in that day, no big deal. 
Uh, okay. Maybe I should have had the hair. It would have helped. For sure. I mean, it couldn't have hurt. Look at that hair. It's beautiful. 303-831-1340 is the hotline as well as the text line. Happy birthday to Joe Sackick. It's his birthday. Yay. Hey, lady. Joe Sackick. How old do you think Joe Sackick is today? Or did you do this with Hurlbutt already? Uh, didn't do this one already. I'd say, I don't know. What is he like? Uh, 62. 53. Way off. Nice. Last year. <laughs> that was kind of mean. Um, let's see here. How about if I asked you to tell me how old Ringo Starr is? Uh, Ringo's got to be like 77. 81. Not bad. Oh, okay. Geez. Maybe Getting half closer. Point. Getting yeah, closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heating up a little bit here. Okay, well, why don't you tell me um, how old um, the very famous, the very famous, Jim Gaffigan, great comedian. How old oh, is I Jim love Gaffigan? Jim. I, lo I love Jim Gaffigan, too. He's one of my favorites. How old is he? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, how, how old is Jim? Jim Gaffigan is 49. He is. I Hold on a second. I'm sorry. 55. Oh, my gosh. Um... I'll never have another Mr. Miyagi. Oh, no. I don't that know. Was, that was Miyagi-esque in you doing that. Um, but in fact, and that's celebrity birthdays. There's no good birthdays today on July 7th, other than Joe Sackick. Let's talk about Joe Sackick for a second. I think they're, um, we did this. There's John Elway and there's Mario Lemieux. All-time great players, literally your franchise's greatest player who came back to revive your dead franchise and win a championship. Joe Sackick is so special and so unique because of that. I actually think Joe Sackick now, man, I, you know, I, how can you say he's not one of the five best general managers in all of hockey? And the only reason you can't say he's number one or number two, which you could, is because he hasn't been doing it for 20 years like some of these other old, you know, old dudes. So... I think we're lucky to have Joe Sack. I think he's perfect for the job. What's crazy is like last week, there's two or three people last week. We're like, yeah, I saw Joe Sack out and about. I saw him almost like Whole Foods. And what's funny is like a year ago, he was at the Target River Point. I'm like, JJ, that's Joe Sack. Let's go holler at Joe Sack. I'm like, hey, Joe, uh, can I get a picture with you and JJ? He went down and gave JJ a picture. It's Joe Sack. You know what I mean? So like Joe Sack doesn't send for his food. <laughs> he's a real person you know just like us <laughs> so i think joe sack is one of like the 10 or 15 greatest hockey players of all time and now just the incredible you know um stature now that he has for being able to do this with his own team do you know another sometimes guys got to go like another team too to kind of you know cut their teeth in the general manager kind of ship game uh, to be able to do it here. And, but again, a couple things happened. It had to happen before Joe Sackick was hired. Uh, for one, the Denver Broncos hired John Elway and proved that you can have an all-time great player be more than just a player come in and, and be great as an executive and really just come in and help the whole franchise be great once again. I think John Elway did that. And again, by landing Peyton Manning, the greatest free agent in the history of sports. And I believe that I've said that a bunch of times, but 
uh, be able to have the Avalanche feel like, man, okay, you know, this, we're going to do this. We're going to let Joe Sackick run this thing. But, you know, Pierre Lacroix, I mean, he's like one of the greats. I mean, what he did here, what he was able to orchestrate here is the stuff of legend. He's a ledge, you know? So I just think how lucky are we to have Joe Sackick? And I kind of am hoping this is the beginning of a five or six or seven year run, kind of like John had, like we had with Peyton, where we had the best football of our lives for four years. And then, you know, kind of had to, you know, suffer the consequences for that afterwards. I hope this is the beginning of our four or five year run with Joe Sackick and the success of these Avalanche. I think these Avs are going to win another couple cups. I'm not going to. You know, I'm not. Uh, oh, they're I think win. they got at least one more. I think yeah. they're going to win a couple more probably Stanley more Cups. Than, I think probably more than just one more. Well, do you know, I used to say that um, I want them to be like the Blackhawks, where the Blackhawks won those three championships over like a five or six year span. They did it with two different goaltenders. Uh, they did it with a few different pieces. They're adding pieces and subtracting veteran guys, but the core was true. And they had a great coach in Joel Quinville. So uh, I think that's happening and going to happen here. I don't see how anyone else can kind of match the Kale McCarr and uh, Nathan McKinnon kind of combo that this team has, plus all these other great players who now, man, we talked about it like a month ago, then three weeks ago, then even two weeks ago. When we looked at this Avalanche roster, does it in a matchup to the great rosters of Avalanche yesteryear? And we did it at the time as a measuring stick to kind of really see how good are these Avs? How good can these Avs be? And are they good enough? Do they have the same makeup as 1996 Avs and 2001 Avs? And at the time when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, I don't know, man. Look at all these guys that from the 2001 team, all these beefcakes. But now... I mean, Kadri's an all-time Avalanche legend if he never plays another game for for the Avs. Um, I mean, dude, like the the um, the Madsons, right? Didn't he resign? No, he didn't. Who did? Who just resigned yesterday on a one-year? Andrew Cogliano. Cogliano on a one-year comes back. Let's run this. Let's run this thing back on a little one-year deal. How can you not take care of a guy like that? It's for no money. Could he have made two million somewhere else instead of playing for a million and a half here? Of course. But look what you just did, and look what you, you know. Look who you're playing with. And that's it, man. This is also the Avs. It's just the beginning of the Avs going and adding. I kept saying, and, you know, shows what I know. They need to go add a former all-star or two. And that's what I knew from the, you know, adding T. Mussolini and Paul Correa on the same day to be like on our second and third line. So Joe Sackett not only did it the right way, he did it perfectly. Grew Bauer two years ago was a great, he was the president trophy winning goaltender for a team that was the best in the NHL. Okay. That they kind of proved that the lightning won it and proved to be the Stanley cup champions. But that was the beginning, beginning of the abs being the best team in the NFL or in the NHL. And what happens? They move on from that goaltender and go bring in um, a, a guy in, in Darcy Kemper, who was perfect, was perfect. And took a lot of crap from all of us because he was not great for a period or two when he had his eyeball, um, you know, poked out by a hockey stick and had to go do rehab two or three times a day every single day to just try to get back on the ice, which he did and which he did beautifully to help us win this whole thing. So it started with Joe Sack. He could kind of come full circle here. The Avs are just great. It's the beginning uh, of something special, I hope. And let's go. Happy birthday, Joe Sackick. I love you.
Will you adopt me? No? Okay, whatever. Um, 53 years old. Not too old. What did you say he was, 80? I said 62. I won't tell him you said that. It's okay. Ages are hard. <laughs> I don't know anybody's age these days. It is hard. Have a hard enough time remembering my own some days. I thought it was 37 for like two years. She's like, you're 38. I was like, what? No. I really lost a year of my life when I just did some miscalculation. Okay. We can go to break. Come back. A couple segments left. Uh, if you want to join the party in the convo, feel free to do so. We got a lot still that we got to get in, but we'll also take some of your calls and texts. We'll catch up there. Looking at uh, milehighsports.com here at some hot pieces, examining who will emerge as the third safety at Broncos training camp. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. Broncos have a chance to be special, says Bradley Chubb. Yeah, maybe if you're not on the team. Okay, let's see here. What else do we got? Here? You know, I'm ready to talk That's about. Not very nice. I'm ready to talk about Bradley Chubb on. Do it with me. The, the other, other side. side. It's Molly Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Turn up just a little bit. Just a okay. Hold me now and watch the hood wink. Who's making you stop think? Is that you're looking at Aquaman? I summon fish to the dish, although I like the Sally Swish. I like the sushi, cause we'll never touch a frying pan. I like the zombie when I bust rhymes. Been like Leanne Rhymes, because I'm all about value. They got a couple. They're from like my era. Like you play Sugar Ray yesterday. It's like, woohoo, it's all been done. These songs are like just cheesy goodness. It's like cheese sticks. Like our guy out there, uh, Stone Appetite. I don't know how the guy makes a living where he's smoking reefer all day eating cheese sticks. And like, that's what Good I- life. <laughs> and now he's like, Danny, we got, I'm giving him all these hot spots. Like I was like, Palace Bakery, that's for that Vietnamese. You know, I was like, you went to Jade Cafe. They're like, Jade Cafe, Pfft, mention me by name to a- ask Wynn about me. You know, I practically raised his kids. Um, so we, <laughs> we were just talking cheese sticks. And I'm like, well, Gianna, my daughter has to be, happens to be a cheese stick connoisseur. Sonic loves those cheese sticks. And then Denny's has an underrated cheese stick. Who would ever thought? So Stone Appetite guy's like, we got to have lunch together. And I'm like, yeah, I will get high all day with you and eat cheese sticks. <laughs> no, I won't do that. But I will do the cheese stick. If I have proper marinara to dip. The, the sauce is essential. So what do you like for, uh, you're going to go, uh, what's your, an app of choice? Will you go nachos? We go a chips and guac. Will you go some kind of fried pickle? Will you go a potato skins of some kind? Uh, nachos is more like if I'm not gonna get a meal, but I'm just gonna get a, some snack type stuff. Yeah. Like during a game, nachos are great. Okay. It's usually too much for like an appetizer. Appetizer. Yeah. Um, I'm Irish, so I I'm potatoes. Uh, I love I, potato skins. He, so I'll he'll go do with the fight for skins. free. Um, yeah, load those things up. Just don't put any sour cream on them, and we're good. Damn. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. So, what's your uh, order? Uh, if not nachos, you're going with what? Potato skins. Straight up, with yeah, bacon on it. Bacon, them. cheese. Yeah. You, I mean, if you got some chili you're putting on there, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like Cholula, or what do you mean? Uh, like, ch- like chili. 
because like Andrew, we had to put ketchup on his stuff. He don't drink salsa. We gave him a breakfast burrito one time. He's like, had to go poop his brains. I went right through him. <laughs> no, I have lived with a uh, guy in college who made everything very spicy. Yeah. So I love spicy. Okay. Um, I, like, I used that. to not be able to handle it. I had a had a very scarring experience he one time you. where I ate hot wings when I was a kid, and I was just sitting at the bar afterward chugging root beer after root beer trying to, and you threw trying up. to wash it down. No, I didn't throw up. I just I was sweating. It was crazy, and I was yeah. like 12 years old. Couldn't handle the heat. Now... I handle the heat much better. I still sweat from time to time, but I'll eat it no matter how hot it is. Okay. We used to do jalapeno contest as when we were um, like in probably elementary, like fifth and sixth at Luke's house, Luke Marin's. We would do like, he'd have a big thing of jalapenos and you could have, put it on one chip. And we just like, how many can you do until you would like want to cry? Yeah. When up. I worked in a restaurant, uh, they the guys in the kitchen used to always try Manuel? to get me with, with hot stuff. Um, no, his name was No Way. Ah, No um, Way? No way, yeah. No way. Great chef. Um, but they used to always try to get me with the spicy stuff. What, Couldn't uh, do it, though. Couldn't what beat e- me. What ethnicity, ethnicity was No Way? I don't know. I think he was uh, I think he was Inuit. Is that what they're called? Sorry, what? Let's just not get in trouble. 303-831-1340 is the hotline as well as the text line. Um, <laughs> we do have a text from F. Lewis. When you were talking to Zach, yeah. he, he said, The positive effect of the removal of Fangio is without fathom. Even as a lint-licking lock lover, I wouldn't be surprised if he is better without the oppression of Fangio, <laughs> F. Lewis. I love F. Lewis's honesty. Because normally you'd want people to forget that you ever believed in Drew Locke and like hope no one remembers it. A lot of people are still holding on to it. And then just like pretend you never said anything about it. That's what I would do if I ever believed in Drew Locke, which I didn't. <laughs> so I don't got to worry about any of that stuff like F. Lewis. He's going to take that to his grave. But... um. Yeah, man. It's like F. Lewis is one of my favorite guys. Appreciate it. What are you doing over here? Legos? Okay, we'll be a little quieter. Nate's right out there. He can hear everything. Um, okay, what else were we talking about? Well, you said before the break that you had some things you wanted to say about Bradley Chubb. I did say that, and I'm ready to do that. All Thank right, you for presenting it. that. Um, my thoughts on Bradley Chubb are like that of which did I say this yesterday? It's like the way I feel about Bradley Chubb now is the way I felt about Garrett Bowles. And this is a half comparison, half something almost me like wanting still to try to hold on. I'm still trying to hold on to Bradley Chubb ever being worth a damn, which he never will. And then on top of that, we took him over Josh Allen. So imagine that. But my point, my point with Bradley Chubb is there became a point with Garrett Bowles where I was just through in the towel with him. I was done with him. I I, I was over him, believing that he was going to be a great player at that position. And I knew as a matter of time um, that we moved on from him. And simply, we were just invested in the guy at a a tough position to find another guy. And it was just a matter of time before we would move on from Garrett Bowles. Okay, that's what I was hoping for. Or no, no, that's that's what I was preparing for with Garrett Bowles. And then Garrett Bowles ended up having that season a couple years ago, which I was weary, you know, to pay a guy as much money as they did off of one season. But again, a position is incredibly hard to find. If you got a guy who's even good, you pay him. Great, it's hard to find there. If you got a guy who's good there, yeah, he's pretty good there. Oh, you know, yeah, he's pretty good. If you're if 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 I, I can if I can write the sentence or say the sentence, Garrett Bowles is pretty good at protecting Russell Wilson's blind side. That's a good thing. 
It's not as great as a great thing, but it's good. You take that. There's other positions where you can't just accept good. You can't have good. You got to have great. You know, you can't have just, you know, he's a good corner. Yeah, for, yeah, number one corner is a good corner. Nah, you probably have a great corner. To, you know, have a great unit. So my point is, I'm done with Bradley Chubb. I don't believe he can be a great player. He, it's, he flashed on a team that actually, you know, had a bunch of help surrounding him. Um, like Shaq Barrett or like Shane Ray. More like Shane Ray, who had like eight or ten sacks as a rookie the year we won it all. But I, I don't believe Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb is going to be a contributing player on, uh, at a high level. Good, maybe even good enough to be on this team now that this team is better. So what I'm hoping, though, after saying all those mean things, is that he's going to have a year with no pressure, with uh, maybe him and Fangio didn't see eye to eye. Maybe his body is just right, will be right for a change. But then the problem with that is you go overpay a guy off of one season, kind of like, you know, got happened with Garrett Bowles a little bit. So again, they could have Garrett Bowles if you would have opted into that fifth year option at like eight million bucks. Instead, you're paying him eighteen or twenty, whatever it is, that next year, and now for three or four more years. So it's just a f- flexibility, you know. That's one more player or two or three with ten million bucks to spend on that, you know, that year. But that's where I'm at with Bradley Chubb. I've kind of washed him, you know, washed my hands of him a little bit. And anything that now maybe trying to lay the mindset and prepare, you know, prepare my mind for anything he does give us is all gravy because I already buried him. I like you bringing up Garrett Bowles because it just tells me that what a great what comp, you're, huh? What you're really saying is I'm ready to be wrong again. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> it is I'm not afraid to be wrong because again what else do we have to go off of based off of the guy just always coming up short and then Bradley Chubb will never live down the fact that he's not Josh Allen the only way that we remedy this is if Russell Wilson goes and wins championships and keeps Josh Allen off of the championship board and Bradley Chubb somehow contributes along the way that's when you're going to feel like maybe it was supposed to be this way <laughs> But what if Bradley Chubb does to Josh Allen in an AFC championship game what Von Miller did to Cam Newton then, in the Super Bowl? Then God, there are, you know, there is a God, a football God. And then, you know, it is, then everything does come full circle. Then that's that, that then that would make the universe right again or something. That would close the multiverse. I don't really know. I'm not really sure, but I don't think that's really going to happen. A best case situation is my Garrett Bowles comp, which I would say is pretty incredible. And I doubt you'll find anything better than that on Sports Talk Radio in Denver all day today other than that take there. There might be something that Zach and uh, Stokely might do that's funny. Zach's pretty good. You know, he's pretty inquisitive guys. Brings the best out of Stoke. Uh... You know, D-Mac and I are pretty good pals. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Tyler. That's not a great show. It's supposed to be the best show in Denver. That's supposed to be the best show in Denver. It's not. I don't know what we're doing here, Raj. When you got Danny Williams over here just sitting here. I mean, never mind. Anyways, uh, let's go to break. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. I'm like Matt Stafford, the Lions. You know, people don't really think I could win, but I'll show them. 
that commercial he has with Flo? Not Flo. I mean, Lily. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Who'd you rather, Lily or Flo? On three. Uh, One, two, three, Flo. Lily. Flo is annoying. Lily's pretty cool. Lily's pretty cool. Yeah, I bet she is. Speaking of the double D's, Danny Williams and Danny Bailey. Back on their side at Smiley Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Final segment of the show, 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us. Live from the tech center here, 1045 AM, the Mahai City. If you want to hit us up before we get out of here, there's still time to do so. We got about 10 minutes. Any anything left that we need to get in, we'll try to do so. This segment here, Danny Bailey. Uh, uh, VIP texted Garrett Bowles, LOL, holding number 72. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got another one. Um, LOL, you're right. Chubb's a bust. Bowles overpaid. Bench rider by midseason. Mm. Wilson will never get over the Super Bowl choke interception and will be gone by next year. Whoa. I, the first half of that was fire. <laughs> that, went, that escalated quickly. <laughs> the second half of that was dark and ominous. <laughs> um, oh, you want dark and <laughs> ominous? Uh, yeah, man, that's funny. Let's see here. Uh, Trent Williams, the first offensive tackle. Okay, the first, the first offensive tackle ever. Okay, to get a ninety-nine rating in a Madden video game. Take that for data. Wears 71 on his jersey, but to join the elite uh, 99 group of, um, you know, usually skill guys, right? Straight up skill guys with yeah. freak shows. Steph Curry just got 99 in uh, 2K. Really? First, first guy since LeBron, I think, to be 99. Interesting. Uh, the 99 club has become a pretty coveted honor. Makes me want to ask you who's... Um, if we're just picking players, straight up, best players in any position in the league, who's the best football player in the NFL right now? Is it Aaron Donald? I think right now I'd still say Aaron Donald, yeah. His impact on the game is so tremendous. And I think... <laughs> Damn, sir, if, we were, if we were starting and picking teams, you would go Donald first? I would probably go Donald first. Here's what's crazy, because someone might know. be you like, don't... you're stupid. I'll yeah. take Patrick Mahomes. Okay, okay we'll do cool. that. But after you do that, I got Darnold, and then I'm taking, like, Russell Wilson. I'm taking, like, Herbert. Josh I'm Allen. taking, like, Josh Allen, you know, once I come back around. And I don't know. I mean, it's probably one of his teammates is nipping at his heels also. If we're going outside the quarterback room, I'd say Cooper Cup is probably up there getting getting picked pretty early as well. Yeah, Cooper Cup would be up there. Um, I'm wondering how high Javante Williams would go. Would Javante Williams be, is he a top 25 football player on the planet right now? Would someone take him in the top 25? Or is that too high? 
That sounds too high, but also, damn. I mean, it's it like, sounds too high, but for his age, if we're doing and for the, how important the running back position is, he does everything you need to do at well, running back. Well, what we're asking is, so, here's you know, people are like, well, what do you mean? Two things: we're drafting defensive players in our you know um, new alternate universe start over mock draft. But if there was no defensive players, then for sure Javante goes in the top twenty-five because he would. He's he's a a, a top two pick. Or uh, you know, in terms of uh, first two rounds in any fantasy draft on earth, that's got twenty dudes in it, or like ten dudes, and uh, you know, going twenty picks deep in the first two rounds. Javante is going right, so that would definitely put Javante in. And you know, that's that's kind of what fantasy is. It's a power ranking going into a football season. How high and how good is this guy? Is this guy and these guys going to be? So Javante, man, I'm I. He might have not went number two overall, like Saquon or number five, like Ezekiel or whatever it was. But he's every bit as talented and ha- should have all of the hype that those guys have. And what I think is because those guys have kind of been misses. We're due for a couple game, you know, changing explosive Kamara like running back to pop up. And I think it's going to be Javante. Javante is Kamara like. He's just built a little bit different, but they do a lot of the same things. Kamara might be looked at as more of receiver running back, and Javante might be looked at as more like running back, running back, but the way you can utilize Javante, you could do all the same things you could with Kamara. Kamara's just very polished as a receiver as well. What else you got for us? Five minutes left. I'm looking here. Let's see. Well, we didn't talk a ton about the Baker trade. How do you... I mean, how do you feel about it? You talked about it a little bit with yeah. Juan, but um, if I was, Matt- I think that those he's got good, he's got some pretty good receivers in Carolina, and I think that Baker's still got something to show, and he's now got a big chip on his shoulder. They're playing the Browns Week One. Here's what I think: that's crazy. he's gonna beat, he's that gonna wild. beat the brakes off him. That is wild to think that. For one, I think Baker had success when he was surrounded by a really, really good team. They are really talented. I think with Baker's not surrounded by a bunch of talent to keep that, like the whole team, keeping the team in the game to allow Baker to go out there and make some plays. I don't think Baker's special. I think he's a gamer. I think you can get something out of him, but you can't. He, he cannot live the franchise. They're going to flounder. I will say if you're the Panthers, it's just something you feel like you have to do. He's the best available guy and you stop believing in your guy. So, again, there's two ways to do it. Run it back with Sam Darnold and spin your tires. But once you really don't believe in the guy anymore, once you know it's kind of done and over, then it's done and over. And that's what they're doing. Still, it's probably going to ca- cost Matt Rule his job, who got like an incredible six-year deal, tons of money with all kinds of control. But, again, if you're going to go down, you're gonna gotta, you got to go down swinging. And what he probably should have done was took it, you know, for the first couple seasons and been really bad to get really good and went and found it and drafted a um, a quarterback who he thought could have been, you know, a Trey Lance-like guy, which they don't have a talent You like don't that. think Matt Corral could develop into that? Totally not. No? Nah, I don't. I think he's a great college quarterback who could be a good backup in this league for a long time, will never amount to being, you know, a, a, a starting caliber guy. And, you know, they got four guys, and they brought Cam back. You know, it's like, oh, it's it's, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for. Uh, do I? I maybe I don't care. I don't have any emotional tie there. 
that's the way the cookie crumbles. You know, it's your victim of your own circumstances sometimes. Fangio might have said, oh, you know, you're going to hear him now say, well, he said at the end of the season, too, well, those other teams had quarterbacks, too. You know, finally at the end, he was finally willing to admit when he got fired, well, look, those other teams had real quarterbacks. We couldn't win because we never a real quarterback. Okay, that might be true. Um, no, no, it is true, Vic. I'm sorry you didn't. If we had one, we had it would have had some success, but it would have been because of the quarterback, and we would have fell short because of you. You know, so and then how do we have a quarterback that's worth a damn with the offensive or a defensive minded um, head coach who only really gives a damn about the defense? You know, Pat Shermer's going to go and, you know, lead this uh, or whoever this other quarterback who wasn't really available that we couldn't have really had over the last few years other than Josh Allen, the Josh Allen blunder. We tried for Matt Stafford. We tried for Aaron Rodgers and we might have tried for um, Russell Wilson for the last two or three or four years. It finally happened this year. There was no one else available in these previous years under the Broncos' circumstances, the way that they were kind of sitting, to go make it happen. Once the time was right and the opportunity was right, George Payton closes the deal on Russell Wilson. Elway wasn't enough. To, it didn't have enough. And, you know, to, and there wasn't a deal out there to be had at the end for him. He tried. That's why he had to swing Joe Flacco deals and sign Case Keenum and hope it was going to work out. It didn't. But the Broncos kept swinging as well. Yeah, They didn't settle. They haven't run it back with Kirk Cousins for the fourth, fifth straight year now. That's stupid. Yeah. Uh, one more text from VIP on the way out. TJ Watt is a very close second to Donald. Yeah, that's a good but one. But he says, forget the best, Danny. Who's the most underrated player in the NFL? There's a debate. P.S. Baker sucks. VIP. And he said, show's almost over and Garrett Bowles is still holding. That's pretty funny. Actually, let's save that for tomorrow. We'll do a little homework, Danny Bailey. Um, you can come a little. We'll, we'll both come with a list of our five most underrated players in the NFL tomorrow. I might got Russell Wilson on that list. Or watch out, put him on that list. And we'll do a couple of Bronco guys uh, who we might view as kind of underrated guys. Josie Jewell underrated, probably a little bit, or overrated. I don't know. I feel like I'm. I've been inundated with Josie Jewell love on Afternoon Drive. So oh, really, never mind. Then yeah. sorry. I mean, I don't know. I feel like maybe he's underrated nationally. Show, show me on this doll where Eric hurt you. All right, let's go to home. We're going home now. Andrew and Anil are next. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line for those guys. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you guys. And we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, see you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I invented a sweat. Popping bottles, putting supermodels in the cab. Proof. I guess I got my swagger back. Truth. New watch alert. New blows. Or the big face rolly I got two of those.